Welcome to Tarot for the Wild Soul, a podcast that explores the tarot through an inclusive, soul-centered, trauma-informed perspective for growth, healing, and evolution. I'm your host, Lindsay Mack. Hello, loves, and welcome back to Tarot for the Wild Soul podcast. Lindsay here, and as always, so delighted to be gathered with all of you. So, The pod is not officially back yet. That's going to happen, I think, in a little over two weeks. On August 31st, we'll be back with um, weekly episodes. The new format and the guests uh, are all starting to shape up, and I think it's going to be really nice. I'm so excited to, um, yeah, come back and and be connected with y'all in that way. Um, today is just a really special drop. Um, just a little treat before I come back. Uh, it's a conversation between myself and Chase Voorhees, who is the creator of Tarot of the Holy Spectrum. And, um, it's a really, really exciting time for them and for fans of Tarot of the Holy Spectrum because Chase, has just announced that they've completed uh, not just a reprint of the kind of original Tarot of the Holy Spectrum deck, but also have announced that they've created, which I've of course had a backseat view of, or (laughs) a backstage view of rather, that they've created two brand new versions of Tarot of the Holy Spectrum. One is the Infinity version, which is a wild kind of uh, color with abandon and mirrored backs and edges. And the other one is the Color Me edition, which enables and empowers the user to color it in however they see fit. I know it's, it's a big deal. It is. Um, Chase is my husband and my best friend, obviously, and the editor of this podcast. So there's just so much kind of interwoven inside of this. But I mentioned this in the interview. I am legitimately and genuinely such a big fan of Chase's work, even beyond our relationship, that I really wanted to just have an opportunity to talk to them, not just about um, the creation process for these decks and what creation in postpartum now that they're a papa, what that is and their inspiration behind all of this, but just sort of, um, also share that, um, I am legitimately as a, as a user, as a reader of these decks, just so continually blown away by how potently and clearly, um, these cards in his deck read. Um, it's just extraordinary. So I'm so excited to share our kind of off the cuff conversation. Um, and, uh, I hope you really enjoy it. Pre-sales for, uh, Chase's newsletter subscribers only are open today, Monday and Tuesday, tomorrow. Those are the last days that newsletter subscribers will have first pick of pre-sales for those decks. Um, I imagine they may sell out in in the first day or two, but if not, you may be lucky to get one after. But if you want to, um, you know, be a part of learning about uh, what these decks are and score your own copy, you can do that by clicking on the link in the show notes um, or going to tarotofthehollyspectrum.com. 
to learn more about how to sign up for Chase's newsletter. Um, so our conversation's coming up in a few minutes. And on my end, I actually have my own little early bird slash bundle <laughs> happening for not one, not two, but three brand new offerings that I have coming out in the next month. Um, the bundle is called Soul Tarot for Self-Tending. And uh, these three brand new offerings are all uh, different branches on sort of the self-tending um, ancient tree of, um, you know, care and looking to the tarot as a tool for deep self-tending and care. Um, the first offering is called Nurturing the Vessel, uh, and it's essentially a love letter to anyone and everyone who moves through the world, desires to move through the world as a vessel for art, for creativity, for service, to move through them. You don't need to be some person on top of a mountain, totally, you know, um, like, like a, a divine channeler. We all are capable. We all act, live from a place of vesselhood that's within all of us. Any place that we are of service, any place where we create, any place where we parent, we make art, we share, we, um, you know, disrupt, we unpack any place where we have inspiration move through us. That's where we really show up as a vessel for again, creation and inspiration. And to do that is a very particular kind of energetic output and does require a certain kind of tending in order to keep the engine running. And so this uh, particular class, Nurturing the Vessel, is exactly about that. It really demystifies the idea of being a, quote, vessel. It talks about how to maintain boundaries and clear no and not just, like, let yourself be, like, we can... We can absolutely always, if something comes through, pause, say no, um, say I don't want to be a vessel for that. Um, I have to move away from that, you know, whatever it is. Um, speak about how to uh, tend to the self and specifically look at a range of tarot anchors that can really help to support us in that process. So that's one of those offerings. The other, uh, the second one is called Tarot Anchors for Radical Self-Love. It's literally beyond me how I've never done a tarot class or course on um, self-regard and self-love, but one wanted to come through, so here we are. Um, again, I would say demystifying and moving away from this idea of the commodification of self-love, really looking to um, tarot anchors that are specifically chosen to help to bring us closer to the self, embrace ourselves as we are, not necessarily when we're perfect, when we have what we think will make us worthy, how to just really be right here and not try to fall in love with all of it in some magical way, but just truly how to be there with what we've got in the moment. That's what that one is devoted and dedicated to. And then finally, we have one that has been on my heart and in my cauldron for so long. And I honestly feel a little emotion talking about it, which is tarot in the inner child. And that one 
uses and looks at tarot anchors to help to fortify our inner parent, to take care of that inner parent, to nurture that inner parent, and to reach outside of us excessively and gently to see how we can call in outside resources to serve our inner parent so that the inner child can be nourished, so that there can be a reclamation of that inner child. We also talk about, you know, if we think about like, why even move toward the inner child? Because the inner child, among many other things, is really the keeper of our magic, of our inspiration, of our play. They hold the key to so much, to so much. And without them, I really believe we can only go so far. And this course isn't about, again, falling in love with your inner child. A lot of us have difficulty even I used to be that way where I'd be like, I don't want to deal with my inner kid. They bring me nothing but trouble. Now, obviously my relationship is very different from that. Um, so this isn't to say you've got to love your inner child. You've got to, you know, this is just about the baseline, acknowledging even just the willingness that there could be something inside of touching base with our inner kids that could be of value and how might the tarot be a catalyst or a tool to help us to do that. So those three offerings are all coming in at the same time. It's my first time having triplets, so we'll see how that goes. And uh, <laughs> for the next, um, today, tomorrow, and Wednesday, I'm having both an early bird for those offerings, so a little bit off for each of them if you only want one or two of them. And if you want all three, there's a really lovely discount where you can kind of have all of them together as a bundle, and that's available uh to the newsletter subscribers. Um, and if you go to the link, uh, in my show notes, you'll be able to check out the bundle. You'll be able to access all that. But if you want the early bird in particular, you have to go to, uh, be a subscriber. Um, if you want the bundle, you can catch it on my website. So, uh, that's going until, uh, this coming Wednesday, just two days from now. So if you want uh, to save a little money and get access to those offerings, you can. I also have a couple of really amazing things, a couple, talk a lot of really amazing things um, uh, coming on the journey ahead in the next year. And I'm excited for how they'll all come together. But yeah, that's sort of my little intro, my little update on what's going on with me. Um, in September, again, um, right at the beginning of September, the podcast is coming back on a weekly basis. There'll be some really big announcements for offerings ahead and ways for us to work together, um, as well as lots of other magic. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Chase and myself. Um, I hope you are able to get yourself a copy of these extraordinary new decks. Um, and I hope that the offerings that I'm putting forward uh, resonate with you and that you find your way to them um, with good health and uh, nice tending and support. So I am very excited to share my conversation. Until we meet again, please take exquisite care of yourselves. Chase, welcome to the pod. Hello, it's so great to be back again. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're, other than I think Anais and maybe Jeff, you're like the all-star 
returning guest. And it is easy to interview you because you are here. Yes, I do live in the same house. You do live in the same house. And I've worked on every episode. Well, you're the editor. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome. Hello. Are my guests and the editor of this podcast. Insert (laughs) applause here. Um, Oh, my God. I'm, first of all, how nice to just simply get time with you in in these times. Yes, when. it's so nice. <laughs> That's nice. And uh, it's a real joy to have you because this is a super exciting time in your work, I think in your creative life. Um, and also kind of an, you're making a, a like a whoa face and I, <laughs> I hear you. I understand. Um so I'm going to sort of frame you up a little bit. I talked a little bit about you in the intro, but um, you are the creator of the Tarot of the Holy Spectrum, which is a tarot deck that tells a story through color, um, among other things. Um, now, I will say, and I've said this before, mm-hmm. you are, in fact, my husband, yes. father of my child. You are my best friend, my lover, and all of those things incentivize me toward really just being a fan of you yeah. and what you do. But um, it's not just because of all those things that I say that I'm like your biggest fan mm-hmm. of everything you do. And we met so long ago when we were just little scrap a yeah, theater artists. <laughs> um, and even then I was like, wow, this guy's like genius. This oh, person's like great. That's so nice. Um, so I get – so deeply excited about the things you do. And for me personally, I just really can't tell you and really everybody listening to this, what a legitimate, genuine fan I am of your tarot deck. Um, I've been reading tarot since I was very wee, very young. It is without question the clearest tool the clearest oracle you're like nodding it's true it's a yeah it's i mean insane. it surprises me yeah I, I remember when we very first got the very first proof copy mm-hmm. and we started reading with it just for fun and we were um, laughing we, yeah it was insane and it uh, was i i mean it's a deck i've i mean of course i've gone back to many times and yeah. i'm constantly surprised at how clear and direct it is yeah uh, just always taken aback almost and like um yeah even since i very first got it it's just been so clear it's also so unapologetic like there will be times you turn to it and you're like okay you're like all right but i want oh no go ahead please uh no you can no 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 you go ahead you remember um i remember when we were you know um I think I know what you're going to say. <laughs> what, do you th- what do you think the I'm going to say? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go before ahead. our... Uh, before we drove to our scheduled C-section yes, our, at like before five our daughter o'clock was in the morning. Boring, we, we were like drawing cards on it. We were like, all right, let's go to the deck and like draw a card and see what <laughs> this postpartum period is going to bring. And of course we got the tower. <laughs> and, like, and because we're both big fans of the tower, we were yeah, like, oh, yeah. that's a great, I was like, oh, well, this is great. Of course it's going to be a tower moment. Of course. And then like, uh, it was a real, no idea. it was a tower moment. I mean, and yeah. then no, where the lie. So, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, um, it, it's so clear. And, um, 
And it's shocking sometimes. It is. Yeah. And what I was going to say is that I feel, especially somebody who's pretty sensitive toward like razor sharp stuff, like, you know, it's very friendly. Yeah, it it's, is. It's, it's very. Not, it's not brutal. No, it's just direct. It's just extremely yeah. clear. I yeah, mean, yeah. I, I also remember I wanted to fling it across the room, but that's great. It's fine that I did. Um, I remember when we were going through just the unending medical stuff, mm-hmm. um, but that really awful period of time mm-hmm. where between the one like ambulance ride to the hospital and then like 10 days later going back to the hospital and finally staying and having the surgery where we didn't really know it was wrong. Yeah. I pulled the moon reversed mm. again and again. It was like a joke. Yeah. Like multiple times a day, four days. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, okay, I know. And like, it's just, um, it's really extraordinary I'm really, really helpful. And I think um, very comforting because also because I use, I mean, I use the tarot as I teach it Mm -hmm. as really like a tool to clear the fog and cut through confusion and really help me to honor what's going on in my mind, in my fears, like not push it away, but Mm -hmm. be like, okay, that's here. This is present. What's the truth? is the truth different than the noise? Is the noise the truth? You know, whatever it is. So I can like tend to all of it. And your deck, I would say that has always been my work with the tarot and the tarot does that, but no deck has done it more helpfully than your deck. Yeah. Like sometimes I will go to another tarot deck to pull on that and, and I have to do a little bit more work to be like, okay, like, And I'll tune in about it and see. And it's like a process of like weeding through the layers. With your deck, it's just incredibly clear. Like, oh, yeah, I'm locked in some story. Or, oh, actually, Mm -hmm. this is – this just is a messy time. And I'm going to need to navigate this. It's just – it. I mean, truly, I I don't put this lightly. Thank God for it. Because my relationship with it has gone, no offense, way beyond your creation with it. Yeah. I mean, there's so many times we've turned to it over the years where it's really helped to just clarify everything, decisions, big decisions, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Yeah. And it doesn't tell you what to do, but it will, it does illuminate and help to, it just presents itself as a little lantern. It does guide the path really potently. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and I've heard that from other people. So I know it's not just our family. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have heard that from other. People. I just think it's just really extraordinary, and yeah. it looks, it looks and feels so different than any other tarot deck. Can you describe the look of it? The of the original, previously, right? Yeah, yeah. The original edition, which yeah. is, uh, was previously called the, the second, second edition, edition, and now is yeah. And, um, I'm Can changing you, it to just Terror of the Holy Spectrum, yeah. the original edition. Yeah. It's for, um, for some, yeah, for someone who's never used it before yeah, yeah. or seen it. It's just the the basic entry level Terror of the Holy Spectrum. Um, it's all black basically um, because I modeled it after kind of reaching into the void. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of when I design the decks, I take kind of a card as the inspiration or a thought. Um, a central like idea uh, for the whole like theme of the deck. So this one was kind of based around the fool card. Um, and that's kind of how I 
guided the design process of the whole deck. So it has matte black edging, it has matte, solid matte black backs. So when you lay out the cards in front of you and you draw, you're actually kind of reaching into the void. Mm -hmm. And then I made the box completely black as well with just um, a holographic infinity loop on the front, uh, which is reminiscent of the fool card in the deck, um, which pictures a figure kind of walking off of a ledge and reaching for this infinity loop and um, kind of like reaching into the void for the infinite. And um, that's kind of like what's modeled every time you're grabbing for the deck. You know, mm -hmm. you grab the box, which you're reaching for the infinite into the void, and then you draw a card out of the void. Um, that's kind of the experience that I wanted to model around mm -hmm. that whole that's the original intention of like the deck, you know, you're just reaching into the void for whatever clarity you're looking for, you know? Yeah. And can you tell us about the color story? <sighs> the so color it, story so it's, is, it's this beautiful black piece with, yeah, with this that's black kind box. Of the, the design of the deck as a whole. Um, and then uh, each line of the miners is just a spectrum. And these were kind of like guidelines. I, kind of wanted to be really strict with myself when I was designing it. I was like, you know, can I stick to a really intent intentional color story for each of the cards and then kind of have to design the creativity around that to make it all work. And so each line of the miners is a color spectrum through ace to 10. And uh, if you lay them out in order, they will be in, you know, a spectrum of color. Um, the court cards each have like a designated color that they correspond with and those follow through the minors. Mm -hmm. And then if you go into the majors, um, it's all basically black and white with pops of color that also follow a color spectrum throughout the entire majors. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's so beautiful. It's like you reach into this black beautiful void and draw these really bright bold yeah colors. gorgeous colors yeah it's really sweet yeah it's an amazing it, it it's is a like, lot of contrast yeah it is yeah. it's a beautiful experience visually um also the decks are just so nice to feel in your hand they're yeah. just great um yeah you know i want to just kind of uh circle back for a moment because you um, I know because, well, we, we just chat about the things that come our way via, you know, questions from mm -hmm. folks and you get a lot of questions or there are folks sometimes who really want to know why did you choose to assign mm -hmm. <laughs> like certain suits, certain colors, um, or they, and this happens with my work a lot where, um, let me see if I, how I can put this. Sometimes folks uh, especially when I was sort of guiding my courses yeah. would come to me and essentially say this in a Q and a or on the message board, they would say, or on a DM, whether in a course or not, um, essentially say, Hey, Lindsay, I have a question. And then would proceed not to actually ask me a question, but would sort of need to say, I feel differently about this card than you do. Mm-hmm but there was no question. Yeah. <laughs> and I think what was inside of that for them was kind of like, how can we both be right? Mm -hmm. But for me, I'm like, you know, unless something really needs to be 
And I, I think this is true both of my work, everyone's work with the tarot, because mm-hmm. we're seeking essentially to, to channel something that I think at its heart is capable of immense inclusion and medicine for all, but because we're human and deeply imperfect and prone to flaws and bias, we absolutely get it wrong. Um, so I think the tarot always needs to be investigated and unpacked and, 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 uh, certainly interpretations of it, including my own have needed to be like unpacked and, and evolved. But, uh, I say all this to say that I think sometimes some folks have a really hard time with, with being like, I feel this way about a card and you feel this way about a card yeah. or someone taught me this. And then because, you know, we all have minds and egos and things, we tend to get quite rigid about like, well, this means this. Yeah. When the truth is tarot is so flexible. Mm-hmm. And you and I both, we use the tarot differently. We have different relationships with it. You and I both are really like very open, super curious, mm-hmm. really flexible with our own yeah. relationship to the deck. So I'm curious, um, you didn't have any particular conscious. No, it was more just... Um... I want to say just like instinctual. Um, yeah, your your, of, your inspiration for assigning the colors to certain yeah. suits. It wasn't it wasn't driven by anything in particular other than my own intuition about it. Yeah. And um, it's like I know a lot of people have asked me why the swords are blue, and mm-hmm. I you know to tell you the truth, I I started designing them, and the swords just wanted to be blue and so I made them blue and um I followed that but that actually brings up something really interesting because I've had so many people ask about these things over the years and it's like as I'm designing it I'm not there's not one kind of right way to do it of course and so it kind of kept leading me back to these questions of like um which is kind of related to this new edition I have coming out. Yeah, which we're going to talk about. Yeah, exactly. Which we're going to talk about. <laughs> um, of course. Uh, where I kind of wanted to invite people to, you know. Don't. Don't. Okay. I yeah, won't talk about it. Until, it. Okay. I won't talk oh, sorry, about it until later. To, I don't mean to direct. I'm going okay. to be a boss. Kid, but yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So. Some of that did go into yeah, one of the new editions you exactly, created. Exactly. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> I love that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I guess to answer your question about the suits, uh, that's really just um, something that kind of came intuitively. It didn't, there wasn't like a one solid direct answer to why the suits are the colors that they are outside of just like it felt right. And Mm -hmm. um, it kind of all fell into place that way. And I followed it. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that. It makes me think of... You and I in 2020 watched Twin Peaks for the first time. Sure. We had never seen it before. Yeah. And obviously yeah, it was great. became obsessed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, I remember both of us delighting in the fact that David Lynch is so comfortable with not telling you why mm-hmm. certain things are happening. Yeah. And I think that is honestly just a huge part of intuitive work. We don't always know the why. Yeah. It's like our job to follow it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, out, uh, over the years since it's been, since I made the original edition, I've never felt 
like they needed to change. They've mm-hmm. always felt correct to me, you yeah, know. Yeah, it's and, always felt right to me, even though I don't necessarily know the why. Yeah, yeah. 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 Amazing. Well, thank you for sharing of course. about that. So we're here together today, not just to talk about your gorgeous deck, but to highlight um, some really big news in the world of Holy Spectrum Tarot. So you've just kind of opened the doors to only your newsletter. Mm-hmm. Um, you've just announced that not only because you've been sold out of the original edition, mm-hmm. not only is the original edition coming back mm-hmm. for pre-sales, but that you have two brand new versions of the deck yeah. that are open for pre-sales starting today. Yeah. It will only be open for your newsletter. And I think we'll likely sell out pretty quickly, but maybe some people will be lucky and they can join your newsletter and snag a copy of them. Um, But you've been like quietly working on these two new editions. You have Tarot of the Holy Spectrum, the Infinity Edition, and Tarot of the Holy Spectrum, the Color Me Edition. Mm -hmm. So I want to start with the Infinity Edition. Okay. And I'm going to ask you later about your creation process. I have some questions about that, but... I would love for you to help people to understand what the Infinity Edition is and what it looks like. Okay. So the Infinity Edition. Um, basically, the Infinity Edition I've been working on for like a year and a half or so. I started it almost immediately after the first original edition kind of went on sale. I um, wanted to do a version of the deck. Um that was kind of, um, I had so many very strict color boundaries when I did the original edition, which I think is awesome. Um, I wanted to try and experiment with doing, um, because I really love like really saturated bright colors and like things like that. Um, I wanted to try and do an edition that wasn't so strict on the format and look as the original edition was and where I got to kind of play a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, So I kind of loosened up the boundaries a little bit, just, just slightly. There's still, it still (laughs) falls within the spectrum and things, but um, the majors are now fully colored in the infinity edition. Um, Everything's very bright um, and very poppy looking and like, even though the majority of the artwork is the same and has the same intentionality behind it, it's kind of, um, it's a recolored version, um, that is just kind of more, I don't know. Uh, I want to say charismatic, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, um, so I think it's just kind of like, um, yeah, it, I spent a lot of time going through and reworking things and really bringing um, some more uh, flair and um, exuberance to uh, the artwork, even though the majority of the art, there are a few cards in this edition that have been redesigned because I can't seem to escape that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I just, I'm always like kind of modifying uh my interps on cards and things like that. So I like to play and um, not be so rigid that I'm like, okay, this has to be this way. You know, Mm -hmm. I want to be able to have flexibility. And so um, there are some cards 
um, that just kind of had that are a little modified, but mm -hmm. um, the same intentionalities behind all of them. But um, yeah, it's it's kind of derived from the second edition, and I would say it's kind of like a sibling. You know, it's mm -hmm. like the same family, um, but yeah, it's like a little more bold and a little bit more uh, bright. And so um, it's yeah. been really fun to see uh, just kind of like experience that way. I've gotten uh, some samples throughout the production process and like seeing them in hand. I'm like, wow, this is like a different feel. But, you know, it's mm -hmm. like um, just really exciting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would say probably the most exciting thing about it is something that you haven't mentioned. Can you yes. talk about the backs? Uh, yeah. This uh this was like an idea I had a very long time ago and I honestly went back and forth and worked really hard with my, uh, production person, uh, to make sure it was even kind of possible to work out. Um, and it was a little bit more difficult and, you know, getting all the things in line and getting them produced in the way that I wanted them produced. Um, just took a lot of convincing with the production people but um it's i took where like the original edition is inspired by the fool card i wanted to i had this idea to have this one be kind of inspired by the lovers card in which in my deck the lovers is a mirror and i really fought hard to get completely like gloss mirrored solid card backs and gloss mirrored edges and the entire box is also gloss mirrored so um it's literally like when you are drawing a card out of this deck when it's like spread out in front of you you're literally reaching mm -hmm. into a mirror um to pull out a card and so it's pretty awesome it's really cool yeah. <laughs> you know it's kind of one of those <laughs> things you have to like experience yeah. i remember i was like um when i first saw the I saw like a video of the first samples of it. I was like, oh, wow, this is like, mm -hmm. it looks so cool. I've never like cooler than I could have even imagined, you yeah. know? And like, um, it's just like to hold it in hand. It's like you go to draw it and you literally see your reflection in it, you yeah. know? And like, it's really like you're drawing intuitively and the sim the sim symbolism behind it in my head is like, while I'm drawing into myself to pull, you know, a card that's really a reflection of my intuition, a reflection of myself, uh, you know, it's, I think I'm really into symbolism and things and the symbolism behind the gesture of pulling a card, right? And like, that's the intention behind that's super important to me. And like, I think the message, of course, it's like, it can mean whatever it means to whatever you want. It also just looks cool. But um, mm -hmm. it's, to me, it's like, I'm really like, instead of drawing into the void, I'm drawing into a reflection of myself, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it's it's so cool. And feels different. There's, it's a gloss. It's a gloss deck. Instead of yeah. a matte. So yeah. it kind of, it it spreads differently. It it shuffles it plays a little differently but yeah. i think it, it is in I line with the like you know the the look of the deck right it's mm -hmm. it's a more glossy version of the deck of the original yeah. yeah yeah and so like um yeah it's just kind of like i 
throughout this whole process have really tried to just not be afraid of trying new things. And mm-hmm. so um, if I'm going to do a new version, why wouldn't it be different? Right? Exactly. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, I've gotten to, of course, see a sneak preview of it. And it's, I mean, extraordinary. Yeah. It's really amazing. And still reads just as potently. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And then you have Terror of the Holy Spectrum, the Color Me edition. Tell us about that and what inspired you to make that. The Color Me edition, which goes back to this conversation we were having before. That I cut you off. Yeah, you cut me off before I talked about it. But um, the Color Me edition is really something I came up with after like hearing people be like, well, why is this color this or why is that? And I'm like, because I colored them that way, you know? Um, And it can kind of mean uh, whatever it means to you. If I was like intuitively guided to color it that way, then, you know, hopefully that has some greater meaning to you and like, who knows who it's for or what message it's coming through to like tell. But um, it also just, you know, drove me at this kind of conclusion of like, well, you know, I'm, you know, this is just my interpretation of this artwork and like, it would be really cool to see everyone else's interpretation of it. So this one is like completely black and white and I've left all the doors open. Um, so there's no color essentially in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the invitation of the deck is um, to color it in. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, I think. And the edges are white and the backs are white. The so edges are white. The backs are, are white. So there's, totally no limits. Like everybody can do their own individual, you can do it card by card and design your own backs and edges and, or you can honestly use it black and white. It still looks super cool. I was going to say, it still looks really amazing (laughs) black and um, white. Even just black and white. But, um, I just wanted to, I think it's like, I really wanted to open that door and I really wanted to see what everyone else kind of wants, you know, Mm -hmm. and like what, what that kind of creativity like brings everybody else to. And like, um, I think it's just really cool that anyone who does go on the journey of kind of coloring it in will then have like a deck that's completely unique to themselves, Mm -hmm. you know, um, that is their interpretation of the colors and the way they wanted to do it. And, um, is not kind of, is kind of just like a whole work of art in and of itself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like it, it is kind of like a mix of like a coloring book, um, and like a usable deck, um, which is kind of where I was like I had considered doing like a coloring book for a while, but something just didn't seem like meshing with me um, about this the the idea of it, and I was like I kind of want if you're going to go through the trouble of coloring these things in, I want you to be able to use it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, Mm -hmm. um, and like actually have like some, some, a a physical deck that like, even in its imperfection makes it completely perfect. Right. And so like, there's no right answer. There's no right way to do it, but you get to kind of go on this journey of like, what do these colors mean to me? What am I being kind of asked to color in what it, you know, um, just kind of seeing where it all leads you. I love it. Yeah. I think it's, it's going to be extraordinary. And again, even if someone didn't want to color it in, it looks so sharp and wonderful, just black and white, but I love that. And I mean, I think 
putting the empowerment back into the hands and the minds of the user and everything from creative freedom to greater representation. Like, I think it's such a solid leap forward in, um, you described it as a really, um, intentional co-collaboration between user and artist. And Correct, it, it yeah. really feels like that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I think I'm just kind of so excited to see what yeah. folks do with it. I cannot wait. Um, yeah, it's um, just really exciting. And I know I'm going to be doing my own versions of mm-hmm. them too. Me just, too. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. I know. Oh my God. This <laughs> <laughs> is so sweet. Yeah. yeah. I've thought about that a lot. I'm yeah. Like, oh my gosh. She'll get the color in her own deck. Totally. Um, yeah, so exciting. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm just really excited about it. And um, that's still very much in, in production right now, but it's open for pre sale mm-hmm. as well. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about the pre-sale very shortly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Incredible. So I wanted to talk a little bit, unless you wanted to bring anything up specifically, about creation processes in general. Mm-hmm. So you are speaking about what's very interesting being somebody who like lives with you and was sort of in the background while you were making these is that you started working on the infinity edition. I think before we were pregnant. Yeah. Finished it the day before our daughter was born. Yeah. And completed color me, um, postpartum. Yeah. Like, you know, so if you really spanned out the creation of both of these, you started before parenthood was really mm-hmm. a part of our journey during the preparation for parenthood yeah. and when our daughter was in our lives. Yeah. And, um, Oh, I remember having a conversation the day our daughter was born because I had just finished the infinity oh, edition the is, day before. Yeah. And, um, we were in the hospital and I was like, wow, I'm so glad I finished the infinity edition when I did, because now like, I feel like my whole life is different and I'm on another journey and who knows where that will lead, you know? Um, yeah, well, that's, that's like exactly what I wanted to talk to you about. It's like, I think we speak kind of, you and I talk about this constantly, but that creation and work, whatever you want to frame that as really was other than each other the most important dominant point of our lives. I think to a great degree and also to kind of a not so great degree Mm -hmm. that it really consumed us. And when we were childless, it was again, a a passion that like ruled, dominated kind of, you know, um, and again, lovely and both unhealthy, um, (laughs) that I, that I think we're unpacking and kind of, sorting out because yeah. I didn't know that sure. until we had our baby. Yeah. And I think I did, but like didn't really. Yeah. Um, and it kind of reminds me if you will uh afford me the opportunity to be just a touch cheesy in the in for the sake of kind of um putting a fine point on this. It reminds me of this lyric um by Stephen Sondheim from Sunday in the Park with George. In the song, Finishing the Hat, the lyric goes, finishing the hat, how you have to finish the hat, how you watch the rest of the world from a window while you finish the hat. Mm -hmm. 
And I feel like for me personally, that has been my experience as somebody doing intuitively channeled creative work. It's like a lot of time in a room Mm -hmm. by yourself, figuring it out and wrestling around. Um, And I feel like creating with a child is so profoundly different. Yeah. Um, Because she is in and of herself a creation. Yeah. And that took an enormous amount of resources and energy and it's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, My attention is so split and I can no longer really watch the rest of the world from the window while I finish the hat. Yeah. But I'm trying to figure out how to finish the hat in a, in a, in a good way. Yeah. (laughs) In a way where something isn't rushed or. Yeah off my game or out of my center. Um, and in some ways that's great. In other ways it's challenging and weird and new. So I guess my question, all of that to say, I am really curious, anything you have to share, because I think essentially what we're talking about is work and parenthood. Yeah. And that like, I believe, and I'm only roughly six months in, there is truly no balance to strike. Yeah. I think there's always going to be a sense of, you know, feeling bad when you're not with. Yeah. There's always a pull. Always feeling bad when you're not with your kid. Yeah. And also when you're not able to tend to your work or when Mm -hmm. you have an idea, it's just a different level of like, okay, I have to try to put a pin in that, whatever. So, but I'm curious for you, what, if you have anything to say about this, what was your process in making these decks in these kind of three seasons of your life? And mm-hmm. how has creativity in general changed for you now that you're a papa? I think, um, it's a lot. Yeah. That's a big question. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I can break it down. Sure. We can go back to it, whatever um, you need. The first one was, completed a few years ago and um the first edition of the deck not the new ones not the new ones no, yeah yeah the the original yeah um and i would say throughout that process it was like running a marathon right and then um and i'm you know i famously overwork and overwork my whole life yeah. you know <laughs> i'm just kind of like get so dropped into uh the zone that nothing i i forget everything that's around me right Mm -hmm. and so then throughout the process of the infinity edition it was when we were pregnant for the majority of it uh even though i started it before we were pregnant the majority of the deck got completed while we were pregnant and um that was just kind of like um Again, sort of, a, it was a very long process, right? There were there were many feelings that went into it because it was like when I first started it, um, it was around this kind of intention to play, and then it became like, um, it was just like you know, I want to play, I want to work on this because I know pretty soon my time is going to like complete like my time and availability is going to completely switch around so I really need to like savor these like kind of moments right and like um 
I think it's really just kind of like symbolic that I was able to finish it the day before VL came through. Right. And so, um, which is another, you know, um, Mm -hmm. creative endeavor in and of itself, parenthood. And um, then I think working postpartum, I'm still figuring out, you know, still very much in the process of figuring out what that looks like because I have noticed it's so interesting um, when we have had time and when we, we transition back into work, it's there's an invitation to fall into old habits because and that it really illuminates those old habits of like, oh, yeah, I kind of when I drop into work, everything shuts off around me and that kind of mm-hmm. can't happen anymore. You know, and so like, but that wasn't that kind of tendency to do that is not necessarily serving me. It, it you know, it's just yeah. kind of something that has developed over time. And now that it needs to shift and change and my relationship need to that needs to shift and change. It's just been interesting to observe what that looks like, where um, now I would say that the time I get to be creative is extremely savored right (laughs) and Mm -hmm. uh, but also so much more intentional where um it's like all right i've got like a couple hours here and like i need to really sink my teeth into it and that you know with creative work always you're still following like an instinct and an intuition and like sometimes it just doesn't come and like um that's been always really hard and now it's even more hard (laughs) you know it's just like oh no I like didn't have like wasn't like you know I sat down to work today and like the inspiration just wasn't there and like I think it's now like the the I think the new way of kind of working around those limitations is all right the inspiration isn't here can I instead of sitting here and bashing my head against the wall for the next three hours, can I stop and move on to something else that's more like cut and dry, right? Yeah. Um, that like I can get done mm-hmm. um, and like use the time more wisely. And I think that's kind of like parented in general has driven me to use time more wisely, right? Yeah. And like no um, kind of going in and being like, well, if this thing isn't striking me, if it's not working, I can move on to this thing, you know, yeah. and like still get use um, out of the time um, versus kind of like, you know, I have a tendency to dive headfirst into things. And then if I can't figure them out, I will just like bash my head against the wall until I figure it out. Right. And just like try every single thing mm-hmm. and like spend hours and hours just like uh you know troubleshooting and like working through things and like figuring it out and like (laughs) i still do that to some extent but um it's not uh, you know it's i'm I'm not i kind of like don't have the ability to do it as much right at this moment at least you know yeah 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 i think for me and i have a i have a question that i'm going to follow up on that but i i just wanted to say um I, I hear you. And I think something that I observed mm-hmm. inside of your process for making infinity 
versus color me. Yeah. Is that color me, you were like, yeah, this is what it is. And I'm, I'm finding for myself in observing, like there's something about parenthood that both makes your ability to think about the bigger picture of what you're doing a lot harder, but also makes things, um, you kind of have to make different decisions than you did before. It's like you yeah. don't have the luxury of sitting around and workshopping something and yeah. weighing it all out. So I, I feel like where, of course, your process for infinity was like deeply painstaking. And it's not to say Color Me was not, by the way. Sure. But deeply painstaking and really like thinking about every little thing and wondering and worrying. Color Me, you completed so fast it almost surprised you and you were like yeah I, like don't have time to like yeah figure well i think it, it was the thing with color me that was funny was i believe i had the idea for color me and infinity at the same time you did and throughout like the time period i tried many times to start and work on the color me edition and like something wasn't feeling right about it or like I wasn't happy with the results because I had to kind of reworkshop the artwork so you can color yeah. it in. Right. Um, and I was just kind of like, this doesn't feel right. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. I don't know if I'll be able to pull it off and like be satisfied with the end result. And then I think I sat down to start on it and it just all was so clear to me. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, Oh, I can like, I know exactly what to do. It was kind of just like everything was laid out in front of me and I knew exactly what to do to make it work. And I had been, that is something I had been like kind of banging my head against the wall on it for like almost two years now, yeah. you know, and, and just, being like, phew. I have this edition that wants to come through. I don't know what's the missing pieces. Mm -hmm. And like, um, and honestly, it, it should be more straightforward than the infinity edition, but the infinity edition came through first, you know? Um, yeah. So I think for myself, I was just kind of like, what is going on? Why can't this be clear? And then like, I sat down to work on it and it was just clear as day. So yeah. um, I think there is like, because the time use is more intentional, I think, you yeah. know, that came comes with postpartum and just like, I don't know, you know, I think it for whatever reason, I can't, I kind of can't speak to it. I, I don't know why it was different all of a sudden, but yeah. like, it just became so clear, you mm -hmm. know, and I was like, oh, oh, I know exactly what to do. And I know how to do this thing and that thing. And like, we can get this going. And I was just Again, it surprised myself. I was just yeah. like, this is all of a sudden so clear. And I have been trying to do this for so <laughs> long Forever. now. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. I feel yeah. like in some ways, certain things feel like ideas that I've had for so long feel yeah. so clear. And in other ways, I've never felt more confused Yeah, about what to do. It's, it's, it's very, right? yeah. yeah. I, I find like, because I don't have the spaciousness I once did, what, happens now and because our uh child care is so fragmented right now yeah um that like when we get it it's in fits and starts and so i find like for myself i'll have an idea to do something and i'll have to walk away from it for yeah. over two, for two days yeah yeah then i come back and i'm like oh wait actually i feel like it would be smarter to do it this way yeah, or yeah. like already 
I'm like changing prices and moving things around. I'm like, oh, like, da, 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 da. like I feel like there's just no time to sit with something. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I, I, I hope in some ways that changes where yeah. there's just a little bit more time. But I think obviously we're speaking to like, yeah. you know. Well, I mean, it is kind of like it does give you a lot more time to ruminate on things, right? And so like, but it, it gives you less actionable time, right? Oh, I feel like the opposite is true for me. Oh, really? Yeah, because I, I feel don't... like I'm getting so many ideas and like I it just they ideas, flood in and I'm just wisps. like, oh, I got to remember this one. I they're... have to remember that. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I love hearing that. I think maybe the difference is that, well, I don't know if this is true actually, but my brain is not the same as it was. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. It's, altered. So I don't have the kind of sharpness I did. Sure. I don't have the memory I did and I don't have the, and I'm so tired that I don't have yeah. the, um, I, I've spoken this to, I, I, we have talked about this so many times that the days that I've gone back to work and things have really flowed, like mm-hmm. burst through. Yeah. The juxtaposition, I would say like our home life, mm-hmm. like the, 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 the general feeling of us at home with yeah. VL and we is like a gentle 25 miles an hour. It's mm-hmm. very gentle in our home, very breezy, very easy. Yeah. Um, we're taking things real slow yeah. in general. And I think that was that way before we had a child. Yeah. But when I work because of just the way I don't want to even like be like, Oh, information is channeled through. There's just something about being hooked into the creative process that makes me feel like I'm running 150 miles an hour and trying to slow down when I is wildly, uh, disorienting and very jarring. And so it's, it's hard because usually when you're when when you're in a season of creation, that's not interrupted. Yeah. And we're almost like 40. And I think I'm like learning after almost a decade of doing this without a child, like how to how to get a little better at shifting gears. I, I imagine it'll take so much time. But yeah. um yeah, I've been so blown away. I'm about to do three new offerings mm-hmm. in the next month that are little guys, but yeah. um still three. And, um, I, I am very curious about about like what it's going to be like to just the logistics of like channeling, recording, framing all the information. In some ways it feels more compact and neat. And in other ways it feels just like, yeah, it's just a whole new world. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel the same way. It's like, um, yeah, there's a lot of times where I'll just be like, you know, just frantically <laughs> making work and then just being like, oh my gosh, I have five minutes left. I know, <laughs> like, you know, just trying to do <laughs> And I think in some finished. ways, and I think in some ways that's been good for us. Yeah. Because we just used to do a lot of like ruminating and like, oh, it could be this way, it could be that of way. Course, and it would there be was a lot forever. of like, thinking things out. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. But yeah. also we don't really have the luxury of that time. But at least right now, I, I think at it's, least right now, yeah. that's right. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. 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 Um, amazing. I'm so excited for people to get their 
hands on these on these hot little numbers. Yeah. So I know that to starting today, you mm-hmm. are having a newsletter only pre-sale for until Wednesday, correct? So it closes end of day Wednesday? Uh or closes end I, of day Tuesday. It doesn't I mean it's yeah, it's newsletter only until end of day Tuesday. Tuesday. So then, tomorrow. And then it will open up to everybody. If there are any left. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, so I think it's just kind of like the newsletter gets first priority. So mm-hmm. um, so for folks listening to this who are like dying, they've never heard of you, they want to get their own copy, they can sign up for your newsletter at the link in our show notes. Yeah. And um, they will get an email from you Tuesday morning kind of being like, hey, this is the last day to pre-order. Mm-hmm. So obviously newsletter considering that they get first dibs on pre-sales and stuff, that is the main event and the place where people are going to want to be is your list. And again, there's a link to that in the show notes. Other than newsletter, where can people um, find you and stay in touch with you? Um, first, they can go to terraofthehoyspectrum.com, which mm-hmm. is the website, um, which I'm in the process of building out a little bit more. So it'll have a lot of information. And they can also go to... Instagram and my handle is Holy Spectrum Tarot. Incredible. I'm so grateful that you took the time to be on the pod today. Of course. I had um, to travel far. <laughs> you had to come upstairs. <laughs> um, and I just want to say a heartfelt thank you for making these decks, which I know have helped so many. They've helped me. They've helped our family. Um, I feel like they're a very, very important part of us being in the home we're in mm-hmm. in Portland our daughter like there's a lot there's a lot of love and yeah. medicine woven in them and I'm so excited that these things that you've been working so hard on are now getting ready yeah. to be birthed into the world more fully and also on a more personal note just thanks for you know being my my partner through life and also Thank you for so lovingly editing and putting this podcast together because it quite literally wouldn't exist without you. Of course. So it's my you, pleasure. Yeah. If you love this podcast, then you love Chase. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you for inspiring the deck, honestly. Aww. Your teachings were crucial to um, a lot of the interps and like inspiration behind their work. So thank you. It's yeah. it's a pleasure. Um yeah, I love you. Thanks. Love you too. Yeah, thanks for being here. Of course.